you know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from quince. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. My dearest co-host, Dory Shafrir, is out on maternity leave. So with us today is our guest host, Maureen Goo. Hello. Maureen. Yeah, and I'm so excited that Dory had her baby. Me oh my God. too. I cry thinking about it like once a day. Oh my gosh. I looked at her Instagram and cried like every time I looked at it. You did email me and you're like, <laughs> Dory had her baby. I cried. I, I was like, yep, me too. Emotional. I, yeah, it's interesting when other people's babies make you weepy. I, I like for some reason it's everybody's weddings, I mean, babies. I think Dory's a special case, right? Because people have followed her journey. Yes. So and I just felt a lot a of emotions. One. Yes, it's been a long one. Yeah. Yeah. He's beautiful. Oh. She's an amazing mom. I'm going to cry sure. forever. Um, <laughs> I do want to add one very important thing that you and I are not experts. No. But we I are. so not an expert. We are friends and we do like to talk about serums. Yeah. And that's going to happen on this episode. You have a beautiful pile of things. I brought a pile. You brought a pile of <laughs> skincare goodies a tool that I'm very excited to ask you about. (laughs) Um, But first, I want to intro you to our audience who may already know you either as an author or a past Forever 35 guest, because you were on this podcast about a year ago. I think almost exactly this time. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Here is your info. Maureen is the author of several 
four to be exact acclaimed (laughs) books for young adults including i believe in a thing called love and the way you make me feel and most recently somewhere only we know and she lives here in los angeles with her husband and her cat maybe Mm -hmm. who's very beautiful maybe she's got a cute face which makes up for her her personality sometimes. <laughs> well, that's how cats kind of are. <laughs> Maybe is on your Instagram a lot. So if she anyone is. is a fan of cats, I feel like that's the spot to go. Yeah, she's um a star of my Instagram stories. I try not to post actual photos of her too much because she has her own Instagram account. Oh, she does? Yes, at Maybe Goopelhans. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> it's like a melding of my husband's last name and mine. Goopelhans? <laughs> yeah, he's Applehans and I'm Goop. So people, namely his family, refer to us as the Gupelhans. So, I mean, my husband wanted to legally change our name to Gupelhans. No. And I was like, no, stupid. Like, because <laughs> I think he thinks it's funny, but I'm like, you did not grow up with a last name people made fun of. It's not fun. Wait, no one made fun of <laughs> Applehans? Well, he claims that he also suffered, but I'm like, you did not suffer the way that I suffered. That is fascinating because in my brain, when you were saying this, I was like, why didn't he just change his last name to Goo? Honestly, he was kind of open to it. Like, I'm I'm not trying to frame him as some like very woke feminist husband, but he just doesn't really care. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I don't want those questions asked. <laughs> That's fair. Google Hans is yeah. adorable. Let's just keep our last names. What was... You're, I just am curious about your experience in childhood being teased about your last name. What would, because it's goo? Yeah. Goo? You know, I forget, you know, it's just my last name. Yeah. But it's so funny every time I kind of enter a new sphere. So let's say um, when I went to college, my last name suddenly became a thing again. And every class would be like, Maureen, uh, God, God. go. And I'm like, oh my God, what the? It's, it's like phonetically spelled out. It's yes, like the easy three last letters. Name. And then grad school, same thing. And I went to grad school in Boston and I was like the only Asian person in any of my classes. And it was another thing, like just that like self-conscious pause, like Maureen, coo. <laughs> and then I had a horrible experience actually um, uh, in grad school. I had to do, I was taking like a journalism related class and I had to do research and I emailed this man that worked for some national park in uh new hampshire or something and he accidentally responded to me when he meant to forward my email to someone you know in his office and was like can somebody help this woman with the unfortunate name (laughs) i'm like but you know what the best feeling was i emailed him back and was like i believe that you did not mean to send this to me Oh, and he just scrambled like an email back so quickly. Like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Please let me know if you have any questions. <laughs> Holy. So, you know, crap. I forget that I might have a silly last name to some people still. And now I'm an author. Um, and, you know, I kind of feel a little bit of hesitation. People are a little nervous to pronounce my name. But for the most part, you know, I am a lady now. So I can deal with my last name and not care about it. Well, I also think correcting if, if, uh, correcting people is very powerful and it can feel, I imagine it can feel kind of scary to, sp- I don't know, maybe that's just me projecting my lack of confidence, but to speak up and be like, hey, mother effer, you're wrong. Like one, you're being totally disrespectful, but two, like this is how you say it. If you're confused, just ask and then get it right. Right. And I, someone recently mentioned, um, don't ask or don't make a joke um, if you are pronouncing someone's name and you're like, oh, I might butcher this, but Maureen Goo, 
Um, because just say it. And if you get it wrong, say, oops, sorry, it's pronounced this way. Um, because it kind of sets it up as like this, you know, othering or this last name I'm about to say is a really wacky last name. Um, and so I've been mindful of that too, because I'm sure I've done it in the past. Cause I think I'm being more polite by like setting it up as like, Oh shoot, I might mess it up. But instead that's kind of annoying, but yes, it is empowering now. I really don't care. I'm like, no more in It's like not hard. I appreciate you saying that because doing a podcast because we have to say everyone's name and I'm so afraid of making a mistake right that learning how to be upfront about the fact that you might not know how to say something and doing it in a way that's not disrespectful right is really really valuable important it is and I think with a lot of you know maybe people um of color in America, we have a very sensitive, um, it's a, a sensitive topic for us with our names, you know, just growing up feeling different. Yeah. So I think it kind of stays with you as an adult. I'm sure. And yeah. every time someone called your name, you were made any, any time there's that setup of like, Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. I would just dread it, you know, like, Oh God, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Apple Han, Apple Hans, Apple Hans. Yeah. A-P-P-L-E-H-A-N-S. Actually it's E-L, A-P-P-E-L. Anyways, yeah, Chris will love that I'm talking about his last name. <laughs> it's a good one. I have to say, Apple Hans, I've never heard it before. I mean, our la- both of our last names are a little, like, you know, not, um, it's not common within our cultures. So it's not a good hyphenated last name. It's not a good, you know. So I was just like, let's just not attempt to do anything. But merging them like Brangelina into Google Hans is pretty I mean, great. Google Hans is funny. So maybe it's allowed to be a Google Hans. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, oh my God. I can't believe we talked about this starting from the discussion of maybe from my bio. <laughs> <laughs> it's always starts with a cat. Yeah. And ends with a Google Hans. Mm. Um, well, Maureen, you just, when the time this episode airs, your book will have just come out. Yes. And I've read it. I'm obsessed with it. It's called Somewhere Only We Know. I'm gently caressing it right here (laughs) on the table. (laughs) And it's a really delightful romantic comedy with a ton of heart that is centered around a teen K-pop star. Yeah, her name is Lucky. Her name is Lucky. (laughs) I don't want to spoil anything in the book because everyone needs to read it. But her name is Lucky. And she has this amazing... Like almost a longer than what is it 24 hours would you say or is it a little bit longer it's a little longer yeah. i call it like a one day romance but it's a you know smidge longer than a day with a dreamy hunky guy <laughs> named jack uh and so we'll leave it there in terms of the plot but i mm-hmm. wanted to kind of dig into k-pop as self-care because i have been actually in the throes of a three-day-long anxiety attack that's been oh no it's been a thing. I feel you. You've been, I know mm-hmm. that you, anxiety is also a thing that we share. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually it's a thing you talk about in the book in a way that really resonated with me. Um, so I wanted to kind of just dig in. Let's start with kind of talking about K-pop because I've been listening to BTS as a way to make me get out of this anxiety <laughs> oh my God, attack. Me too. Oh my God. And I'm, I just love the way you celebrate it in this book. So I'm wondering what has been your relationship to K-pop? Is it a self-care thing for you? Is it a, a just a fun thing for you? And, um, you know, how, how did it then lead you to make it this beautiful through line throughout this book? I actually love that you are framing this as K-pop as self-care because I 
didn't see it that way, but it, it actually reminds me a lot of a lot of things that I tend to get into like an obsessive spiral with, which I used to think was kind of a negative thing. I used to think I am using this thing, whether it's, you know, last year it was Supernatural, <laughs> the TV show, <laughs> like, and um, I started reading fanfic. I got like really into it. And I was like, why am I retreating from reality and getting sucked up, sucked into this. And I thought it was bad. Like I need to like go outside. I need to like see my real friends, but I had a talk with like a couple of my writer friends and we were talking about how like fandoms and getting obsessed with stuff is actually something that are something in our bodies are craving this. Right. And we're latching onto it for a reason mm -hmm. during this time. So K-pop during research for this book, I got deep into K-pop, you know, and what made you want to, make the main character a k-pop star it's really it's it was actually not much thinking involved it came to me immediately because i wanted to write a modern ya roman holiday so someone had put out on twitter just like a you know random tweet like i'd love to see a ya roman holiday and i had been trying to brainstorm what my next romantic ya novel would be and it was like this moment of like, holy crap, it just, the book came to me fully formed the second I read that. And I was like, instead of a princess, it's a K-pop star. Cause that's like a modern day princess. Yep. They're like modern day royalty, um, you know, celebrities in, in, in general. And then, you know, once I thought of K-pop, it just went, it spun from there. And I felt, you know, I wasn't a huge K-pop fan when I thought of the idea, but I grew up with K-pop music. I felt like, oh, I'm equipped to write this um, and I'm just going to have to do some research, right? And I knew a lot of K-pop loving people followed me on Twitter and are my readers. Um, and so I kind of put this call out like I'm looking for like female uh, K-pop artists and girl groups. Give me your favorite ones. And it was just like this, whoa, like this education I got. And then I was in China at the time when I was writing this book. And so I had all this time to go deep into like YouTube rabbit holes, which mm. I'm sure you did with the BTS stuff. Oh boy. And I've recently been doing with BTS. So I stayed away from the boy groups while I was doing research. Cause I was like, I don't care about them. I'm like, I'm really interested in like the girl group dynamics and like what kind of performances and um, that the women do and how they're treated by the media. Like what are, what's their image? Um, what do they have to maintain as far as like their reputations and but then BTS was like this constant, like, cause they were getting so big. I could just feel their rising star and I watched their videos and, I, and their performances. And I was like, what in the, what? Like, it's so special to me, the way they perform. They're such amazing dancers. Oh, the it's dancing crazy. is nuts. And they're just so, um, I don't know. There's something so precise, but also joyful in their performances. Yeah. So I got really deep in it. So yes, I have been like you so anxious lately. And I think mm. cause it's my book coming out, you know, um, I, I had like a total like anxiety spiral last night, woke up with the pounding, um, you know, yes. my heart pounding. That's what's I've been had that for three days. The oh, heart pounding. It's the worst. And you feel this low level, like kind of like shaking. Totally. Like you've just had too much caffeine. Yes, exactly. And, um, so the BTS I think is my coping too. I will just go into, and I have been in the past when I do that, I feel really bad about myself. Mm. Like, oh my God, I just wasted two hours. I should have been doing X, Y, and Z. And now I'm trying to say, no, 
clearly like that's doing something for me and I needed this. Yeah. You know, like would I be hard on myself if I went to go work out or if I did meditation? Right. Like all the things that Mm -hmm. we label as like good. Right. Yeah. Like this actually is a good way of self-care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and you guys have talked about like self-care is there's like two kinds. There's like this self-care that's like not necessarily like giving you nutrition or like actively being healthy for your body, but like it is still self-care. Like for me, like buying like a lot of beauty products or whatever, right? It's technically bad for my wallet and not really like giving me like vitamins, but it is self-care. So I put that in that category. Like two hours on YouTube is... It counts. It counts, yeah. The other night I was like, all I want to do, I've had such a, I kind of had a hard day and I all I could think of is like, I just want to get into bed and watch that 30 minute intro to BTS video I found on YouTube. <laughs> and so I just... I feel like you and I watched in. the same intro. <gasps> it was so soothing. And I just have like, their music is so good. They're they're so captivating to watch. And it's also something I can share with my daughters. Yeah. And which so is sweet. really fun. Like we are now all just like kind of giddy <laughs> dancing around to BTS in our house. So it's been, it's been really just satisfying. I want to pick up on something that you mentioned though about anxiety because in the, in the book, and I think this is something people don't always realize about YA if they don't read it, is that you can dra- grapple with really big topics. Mm-hmm with these characters who are young adults and two things that really stood out to me was one like lucky the main character dealing with anxiety she's taking sleeping meds she's taking anxiety she's taking ativan which is an anxiety med Mm -hmm. i'm very familiar with and then also there's a great kind of conversation that comes up a couple times with jack and lucky because they're both korean american yeah and they're but they're in hong kong and dealing with the feeling of never being enough, like at home, never being quite fitting in. And then also in either Korean culture and Hong Kong, not quite fitting in. And I thought that was really, really interesting. And also the expectations of their parents was fascinating. Yeah. um, That's a lot. Those are a lot of 50 50 million things that stood (laughs) out Thank you for noticing my thematic elements. Um, Yeah. You know, so I was thinking about, okay, but what I love about rom-coms, right? I love all the banter. And um, I actually did a lot of research on like one day love stories. Cause I'm like, how am I going to have this like meaningful um, relationship between these characters happen in one day, especially like, you know, teenagers and all the stuff they're going through. And I realized like in the, my favorite like book versions of the one day love story, um, there's a lot of kind of deep discussions and um, kind of philosophical banter. And I feel like I don't really write like that kind of, uh, you know, like kind of before sunset banter. I'm like, that's just like, no, my characters can't take themselves that seriously. <laughs> and also I just, my own, that's like not my skill set. So I thought, okay, what would be specific to these two characters in their lives? Um, and it's also a way of like telling backstory and, mm. you know, exposition, but without it being boring and kind of like all setting it up at the same time. So it's, I want it to, their lives to be revealed through their, um, conversations. And so, yes, the anxiety thing, you know, I actually, um, introduced anxiety as a topic in my last book, Mm. um, the way you make me feel with, um, the character Rose and she is not the main character. She was her friend, but she, I didn't want the anxiety to be too much of her story because to me, I feel like it's important to acknowledge that, some people have anxiety just like they have, 
you know, um, high blood pressure, yeah. you know, and, um, not to downplay how hard it is to have it, especially as a teenager. Cause I had it as a teen. It was really bad actually when I was a teen and I had no idea what it was. And I just thought like, I'm like a worry wart and I get Same. stressed and yeah. I worry too much. Um, so I wanted to have a teen that has it and also kind of is pushing it aside. And, but then eventually she goes into therapy and I think she talks to her parents about it is what I put in the book. I'm like, I don't remember my own book, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of my introduction. Like, let's have a side character have anxiety, like just to have it in my books because it's a part of my reality. And I also think it's a good way to bring up mental health as like this to normalize it. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Teenagers have it too. We all have it. Um, or not all, but a lot of us have it. And then for this book, you know, lucky, I really wanted to, it was also a plot device to be perfectly honest, because she has to be kind of out of it and escape her hotel room. Um, if you guys watch Roman holiday, like you remember that, um, Audrey Hepburn, she gets, that's like dark too. That movie is dark. She gets I've drugged every night. Seen it. <gasps> I was going to watch Kate. it this weekend. I know I've never seen it. It will bring you joy. Okay. During this during this time during this anxious An ride this anxious, that I'm on? yeah because if you like summer only we know like that roman holiday but roman holiday is very simple it's just like uh i mean the princess you can tell she's grappling with stuff too she's torn between duty and like she has no freedom either um but the reporter character is just like very i mean he's so charming gregory peck but it's um not as like they're not, he's not really grappling with anything. Yeah. So in this book, I wanted both of them to have a point of view and issues they're dealing with. And so her anxiety is she has to take meds, which, you know, in Korea, I don't want to speak as an authority on Korea because I'm Korean American, but I do know that mental health is still not, uh, it's still stigmatized over there. You know, I think it's getting better, um, which I'm, uh, I, I'm glad for, but, um, it's nowhere near as progressive and how people talk about it as in the U S and, um, especially if you're a public figure to, for people to know that you have, um, you have to take medication for it. It's still very like taboo. Yeah. It could ruin your career. But you know, when I was writing that, actually there was a K-pop, a boy, boy band group. And I, I feel bad. I don't remember his name, but he actually took his own life. I remember, you this. know, he yeah. was really depressed and I, I don't know if it had to do with being in a K-pop group or it's just his own thing. But, um, I heard about that and I was like, oh my gosh, do I really want to bring this up in K in my K-pop rom-com? Like it's a serious topic. So there was like a balance that I had to achieve with the book of like talking about the K-pop industry, being critical of it. But I ultimately wanted the book to be about what, what K-pop brings to people. Why is there this huge fandom? Why would anyone want to be a K-pop star? And to me, that's like the heart, like that's how I want to acknowledge K-pop in this book. I wanted to really respect the fandom of K-pop and like all the fans and like what it brings. And in order to do that, like I had to go deep into it and I had to watch all the videos. And so I became a huge fan of like this one specific K-pop star, Sunmi, and she is kind of my um, prototype for Lucky. Um, she's a little older and a little more sexy, I think, but um, she was a huge inspiration. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. 
It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get or, into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? No, no. I was just <laughs> going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be Redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, 
Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. So Maureen, I, in my <laughs> message to you was like, can we talk products? And you stepped up to the challenge. I mean, this is Forever 35. I love a product conversation. Mm -hmm. You've brought a bunch of fun things. I'm very curious about the silver tool. Oh, okay. This right here? Yeah. So if it's okay with you, I would love to go through just all your goodies. These are, are these current faves? Are this is like your regular routine? Current faves and some are regular, yeah, uh, which overlap with my regular routine. And then, oh gosh, I was trying to not overlap with the stuff I brought last time, <laughs> but I might have brought this this last time. And also, I was trying to have a Korean focus too, like my favorite K beauty products. Um, and, the, and then the Kremer Lab is a K beauty product. Yes. Okay. And I might have brought that last time. I have a couple of my, um, two of my like favorites like hardcore favorite K-beauties that I've almost used all the way up. But we'll start with whatever. Oh, yes, there's a Neogen. Okay. Oh, gosh, I'm getting so excited. Okay. Take us on this journey. Okay. Well, if we're talking about K-beauty products. Let's start with K-beauty. Yeah. I'm not like a super expert on it, but there are a few things that I really love. Keep in mind, we're not experts. I know, we're not experts. No, so it's okay. (laughs) This is a safe space. We're just just friends. Just friends and fans. Um, And I, so I do do the Korean 10-step and I, um, you know, I talk about lucky doing it too in the book. Um, and I don't know, we call it the 10 step, right. But I think you can have however many steps. It's just like the idea of having this like routine. And there, I think there are a couple things that you like have to do in the 10 step that is like their, I don't know, gold standard or something. But, um, I do double cleanse at night. I do, um, an oil base and then like a foamy or whatever they call it. Maureen, I'm subjecting you to my raising of the hand, yes. which is what I do to Dory all the time. <laughs> do you do an oil cleanse if you have no makeup on? I don't. You don't. Because so- actually, I saw Courtney Chisano. Oh, shout out. Mm, the yes. best. She's the best. I went last year for my birthday, present to myself. And I um, had asked her, I put all the products out because I'm like, tell me, like, am I doing bad things? She's really great <laughs> at know? like reviewing your products yes, and giving you some feedback. Yeah. And you know, I, I kind of balance it out because she's like super... Um, natural mm-hmm. and I I want to be a little more natural but I also um understand sometimes my face needs chemicals yeah oh yeah <laughs> um and so she she had recommended like only use the oil cleanser like when you actually have makeup um and then she gave me this other cleanser to use it's the kombucha one oh, I love that, that you use I think mm-hmm. or Dory yeah I do use it um but when I travel I don't want to double cleanse. It's just like, you know, too much of a pain to bring both things. And so I went on SoCo Glam, which I love. And SoCo Glam is like where I learned about like K-Beauty and like how to do it and like what I should use. Um, And so they have their own, I think this is their own brand, Neogen. I don't know. I have Neogen face wipes, like not face wipes, like exfoliant pads. Yeah. I think Charlotte Cho, the founder, she... She started this brand I mean, of, of stuff. So cool. I know. She's the best. And um, so I bought this. It's called the 
real fresh cleansing stick and it's green tea and it's just like a stick. So it's a solid, so you could take it with you when you travel. It's not that big and it's supposed to do the double duty of the double cleansing. And oh my God, like I actually might, when I run out of my actual double cleansing products, just use this because I love it so much. The stick factor is like fun for some reason, it like rubbing fun. it on your face. You're like, mm. yeah. Do you wet your face first and yes. then you just? Yes, mm-hmm. I have I another stick first. cleanser that I had never seen before. It's just soap in a tube, yeah, essentially, it is. And right? Like, like Ooh. no, but it feels ama- <laughs> It feels like a toy. Yeah, it feels like, and it's just like the another like kind of ritual thing that feels good, but it also just feels so good. Like when you actually use it and you wash your face, your face feels nice, and um, it does take off my makeup and. I love how it smells and has little bits of actual green tea in it. I'm eyeing this in a way that makes me think in approximately two hours, I'm going to be buying it on the oh internet. I, just, I mean, it's like $14. So real um, fresh cleansing stick, green tea, a hundred percent naturally crushed, soothing bio cleanser by Neogen. Yeah. I, that to me is like my number one product I recommend to people. It's the sound of me opening it. Ooh, hello. <laughs> Ooh, it smells delicious. It smells so good. Oh boy. Okay. Well, this, this is going to happen. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's my number one thing. And then the other thing that I really use religiously is my Kremer Lab um, essence. So, you know, I'm sure most forever 35 people know what essence is. I, you say this and I am essentially half of forever 35 and I still don't totally. Oh my God. That's how I feel about all beauty products though. Same. I kind of know like I'm supposed to use it because of X reason, but I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Sometimes people are like, what does it actually do? Like chemically, scientifically. And there are people who are very good at articulating what that is. Like I feel like um, Gothamista is a great Mm. YouTuber who like really breaks down what stuff does. Right. Whereas I'm like, I don't know. I splash it on. It's hydrating, I think. Yes. It's supposed to be. Okay. So it looks like water. So when I first, my mom bought this for me a long time ago. I was like, oh, here's some essence. And I was like, oh my God. I just like rolled my eyes. I'm like, this is like fancy water. I'm splashing on my face. (laughs) Fancy water. But apparently it's kind of, um, so when you wash your face, you like kind of dry it out. And so I think they they described it on on a website as like your face is a sponge. And if you have a dry sponge, it doesn't absorb stuff as quickly. Mm. So you wet the sponge a little bit first. So the essence is like wetting the sponge but it also has like oils and other things kind of help moisturize so it's like the primer to then suck in all the other stuff better you explained that very well <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i feel like that was slightly that was like layman's, slightly expert layman's yeah but it is um i love it i and what what i've been doing lately is and what's making a a huge difference in my opinion is taking time with my 10 steps. So I used to just like do it really quickly and like layer all my products on because I'm just kind of in a rush. But now I have a new routine of, and it's part of my anti-anxiety toolkit is I try to savor my um, nighttime routine rather than having it be a thing I have to do. So it's something I look forward to. Mm. Um, And I, put on your podcast Aww. like literally it's always your podcast because I'm like I don't want to listen to like news or like snarky pop culture I just want like the dulcet calm. tones yes. of this voice <laughs> <laughs> it's true though and then um so I 
take time. And I've been also doubling up on my essence because I realized I was really stingy with my products. I've always been stingy. I get that though, because you're trying to make them last as long as possible. Yeah. And it's you're like, like oh, I don't, I don't need it. I don't need, I don't want you to waste all this. But I realized, oh, with the essence, like if you kind of like douse it on your face, it feels I'm like, oh, I see what it's doing now. Like you can actually feel what it's doing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I use a ton of essence now. And do you do two layers of the essence? Because that's something I've read um, that you can double. Some people double up on oh, essence. No. Like they'll do it and then they'll wait and then they'll do it again. My God. No, I've only done it once. But you're using a lot, like a hefty amount. Yeah. You know, I just like kind of pour it into my hand and then like almost like splash my face with it like water um because before I used to just like put like two dabs I'm like eh, and like spread you know spread the little two drops <laughs> over my whole face <laughs> I know uh, that feeling so I'm much like, why am I so frugal with my with my products like I mean obviously money is one thing but I hardly ever go through my beauty products or in the past I never did and now I actually do and I feel like oh that's what you're supposed to do um and so, yeah, I take a lot of time, then I wait, and I let it sit and soak in my skin, and then I'm like, all right, then I do, like, my serums and what have you, and then, so I've just been taking a lot more time, and I feel like my skin feels and looks really different from doing that, um, and I feel like that is what you're supposed to do with the 10-step, you're not supposed to rush it, it's supposed to be this, like, um, you know, kind of like this, what's the word, like a routine or a practice? That a is ritual. A ritual, yeah, yes. Yeah, and it, it is slightly meditative to wash your any part of, of your body, your hair, your face. It, it's. I think it's less about like, look at these products I'm using and more about like, I'm taking time to just kind of like feel the water, feel, feel like touch, yeah. like it's a sensory experience, it which is. can be very yeah. grounding. Yeah, kind of like a bath or, yeah. you know, um, so yeah, that's the other thing. So my essence is my, and I, the Kramer Lab is, um, I just like Kramer Lab. I like their stuff. I feel like it's super high quality. Can I ask a question? You said your mom gave it to you. Is yeah. this a product she uses? And do you ever like discuss your skincare routines? With my other? mom is the reason why I was so low maintenance with my skincare routine because she's really low maintenance. So no, she doesn't use essence, but as she's getting older, she's using you know, I think she uses La Mer now, you know, because she's like, oh, she's like, I'm supposed to use this now. That's what my mom, like she turned <laughs> right? like 50 something and all of a sudden had La Mer. Yeah, and my mom like, did Whoa. not spend money on skincare. Same. Yeah. My mom was the Clinique three, yes. three step, right? That was, but you know, she did have a, I watched her every night do it. Like she definitely stood there and like spent time doing that three step. And, um, I realized, oh, okay, I think this is like a very it's like a part of like a Korean ladies routine. Mm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that's, she bought me this because she was like, Oh, young people like this stuff. You know, she's like, I <laughs> okay. don't know. Thanks mom. Cause I, I told her when she went to Korea, like buy me K beauty stuff. I don't, I don't really care. I, I want to try it. And so she's like, okay, I heard this was good. Um, oh, she delivered. She did. And Kremer lab is actually hard to find in Korea. I was just there and I was like, what the heck? I can't find their stuff anywhere. There's That's a specific drugstore in a subway station that my mom was like, oh, this is where you have to buy your Kremer Lab face mask. So that's the other thing I wanted to talk about Ooh. is um, their sheet masks are my favorite. Oh, really? Yeah. So I just like stock up on them. They're... And do you know. have to get them in when you're in Korea? I think you could buy them online. I just never buy my face masks, my sheet masks online because my mom goes to Korea often enough like she gets me a bunch. And I recently went and bought like, I bought the entire like Kramer Lab 
like oh, I bought all of it because I'm like I don't know when the next time will be I'm, yeah you know? and I bought them as like um for the giveaways for the book launch and what about this mask makes it your favorite well this is okay so I use all of their masks the specific one I brought is the witch hazel pore control mask Ooh. I just you know I'm very picky about the actual mask too because sometimes I'm like ew like I don't like the how they cut the mask I oh, right yes <laughs> Like the shape the of the shape? mask on your face like, and the texture. What? And sometimes they come in two pieces and I'm like, that is too complicated. I don't like the two piece. Yeah. It's too much. It's too much. You, you're like putting a little, like a, almost like a mask for a beard. <laughs> and then you have to put the eye half yes. on your, uh, and the nose. And then like Ugh. one part might like come off. Like, honestly, like there is no perfect face mask shape for me. Like even this one, the, the mouth is too small. So I always have to like rip it open a little more. <laughs> the things we do to mask. <laughs> So I just like their masks. I don't know what it is. I like how they feel. I like the shape. And every single one that I've used has been super moisturizing and soothing. So, and they don't smell too perfumey, which is mm. another thing. I don't, I'm like kind of sensitive to scents. So yeah, that's the other Kremer Lab thing. And I also use the Kremer Lab um, Shadow Off um, Eye Cream. Oh. Yeah. Shadow Off? I think it's called Shadow Off, yeah. And that's the one that, like, I think uh, K-beauty people really like, too. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I just think that they make really good stuff. It's not uh, that, and it's pretty, it's kind of spendy for K-beauty stuff, but not too crazy. Okay, what else? Okay, so this is what I'm excited to try. I haven't used it yet because I just ran out of toner, and I've been hearing great things about the be the skin stuff i've never heard, heard of, of be the skin oh my gosh so uh, they have like a a serum that's supposed to be really great and i want to try that next but for now i'm trying their um it's called the botanical nutrition power toner and it's supposed to be an ultra hydrating toner which i didn't know toners were hydrating because you think of it as kind of like astringent and would you do this before your essence yeah, I do toner first. Okay. Do you do toner and first? I okay. do. Although right now I'm using, oh, this is so cool. I just love like how heavy it feels too. It's in this beautiful like orange, um, what's looks the like word? It like a creamsicle. It does look like, and like the color's kind of gradient. Is that the word I'm looking for? It believes yeah, the real beauty comes from a skin with a natural balance. Ooh, 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 with fresh herbs. And yeah. this is a Korean product. Yes, I got that in no, I didn't get that in Korea. I try to find it in Korea and every beauty store I went to, they're like, what? So I got it on Soko Glam, I think. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. You have to report back on that one. Gosh. I'm very yeah, excited for you to try that. I'm excited. So that's like my K-beauty stuff that I'm like uh, excited about and into. Oh wait, no, there's one more thing. These acne patches. Ooh, who so makes these? This one's Averell and I think Averell's Korean. Maybe not. Wait, there are no Korean words on here okay maybe they're not korean there's a korean feeling to them <laughs> i look at the packaging i'm like it feels korean oh yes made in korea um i discovered the pimple patches while i was in china because i had a really bad zit and then their drugstore was selling them so i was like okay i'll try it and it was like holy crap do you think can i ask you a pimple patch question yeah. i wore one recently for like three days my children were terrified they kept being like what is it on your face do you think that it's actually medicated and doing stuff or do you think it just puts something on the pimple so you don't pick at it i think it's 
both. Okay, because this was an d- internal debate I was having the whole time. I actually think it it's doing some actual magic because I used it on cystic acne. Whoa. And nothing shrinks cystic acne down, right? Like for me anyways. Yeah. You just have to wait it out. You're like, oh, or you have to go. I've gone to the dermatologist and they've given me a shot in there. Mm-hmm. I've seen that on on uh, Instagram. I've watched those, oh, you've watched <laughs> those videos. It? Oh, oh yeah. God. Well, a lot of I, got it, I got it because... I was I was getting really bad like hormonal cystic acne on my jawline and um even that takes like 3 days or something for it to really feel like it's deflating but holy crap this deflated my cystic zit like overnight wow yeah and I don't know what the heck you know again I don't know what it's doing <laughs> who knows what it is but and maybe the lack of oxygen uh, who knows but let me the ingredients styrene Isoprene copolymer, copolymer, cellulose gum, polyurethane. It's like, I'm like killing myself. Tea tree. Oh, tea tree. Oh. Okay. Tea tree. I only know that one. <laughs> yeah. So man, I am like such a convert and I feel like very invincible when I have these. They're great. Wow, it's like a protective layer almost yeah. literally, but I don't wear it out in public to you. I did, oh, did. For, which is maybe that's why my kids were so traumatized because I, I just had this zit and I was like, you know what, for the next three days I'm, or however long it takes, I'll just put this pimple patch on and the, did it work? It did shrink it a bit. And then, the, but I, but part of me was wondering, is it just because I'm not putting my hands all over it because there's something on top of it, but I, I don't think, know. Thank you. I mean, Rx for that definitely helps. I think. And uh, maybe. I also think that for certain acne, it helps make the whitehead appear quicker. Yep. That is the word. Right. Those zits are, those are spectacular. So yeah, I love these and you can get those on Amazon, I'm sure. Um, oh my gosh, I have so much stuff. I feel like it's never ending. Okay. Okay. Two recent discoveries for my hair. As you know, I'm high maintenance about my hair. You've got great hair. Oh my God. Thank you. But I have been getting dandruff. It's like oh. one of the wonderful new joys of getting older. Don't I feel you like. love those little surprises yeah, that I'm come like, as you age? I'm like, cool, I have dandruff now. Um, and I, so I was using my husband's like head and shoulders because, you know, that's like what we grew up with. Yeah, those and commercials. Head and shoulders really, it works though, right? I'm like, oh, it actually works. But um, I have, my hair is dyed. I have a lot of like, uh, I have this like balayage bleached hair. So, um, when I went to the salon, my um, stylist, Katie, was like, what are you using in your hair? I'm like, okay, don't get mad at me. <laughs> head and shoulders. Yeah, I'm using head and shoulders because I have freaking dandruff. And she was like, oh my God, stop using that. And um, I have a product for you. And it's expensive as hell, of course. All the salon things are expensive, but it's the best. She's like, this is the best anti-dandruff shampoo that's not full of all the chemicals that head and shoulders is. And it's the... Davines or Davines. I never knew the pronunciation. Oh, so many people. I don't know how to say it either. I know. Davines? Davines? I don't know. So my Everybody stylist is Davines. Davines? Yeah. They love this. Just that brand. Yeah. I mean, I started using their shampoo a long time ago because yeah. my salon uses it, but you know, I didn't know they had an anti-dandruff. So it's called Natural Tech Purifying Anti-Dandruff Shampoo. Shampoo for scalp with oily or dry dandruff. And it kind of smells not so great. My husband calls me egghead when I wear it. <laughs> he says it smells like eggs, but it's worth it, dude. It It's really good. Um, and it's not stripping all my, you know, 
um, hair of its natural whatever is it's supposed to be healthy so i love that stuff and the other thing i think you guys might have talked about i have this stuff and i love it i have never had success with dry shampoo i've always like wanted to because i hate washing my hair um and then i now use this chlorine uh the dry shampoo with oat milk it's the powder so when i ordered this for the first time i thought it was going to be like the dry shampoos i had tried of like a spray Mm -hmm. and then i got this and you're essentially just gently squirting powder onto your head i know (laughs) and it's amazing it really works powder and it just soaks it up and you know what my trick is and my my friend veronica told me about it putting it on before you go to bed oh that's so smart yeah and then you wake up and you have like all this volume because of sleeping and then it's all soaked in already that's really really smart oh what a good trick it's such a good trick and what i do is i brush my hair you know, I love brushing my hair now. And then I put the thing in and then I go to bed and you have like, it's like you got your hair done. Now, can I ask <laughs> you a question about this for you? Because from the only challenge I find with this, and I might try your trick because I'll do it like before I go out and it's a light colored powder and I have dark hair. Oh, uh-huh. And so it kind of just, I think it looks a little, I, I can't quite shake it. The... Kind of like gray or matte. Yes. But maybe if I sleep in it, that'll mush it all around. I think that helps. And But I also put it on right before I go out sometimes too. I just... Maybe my bathroom lighting isn't good. What if I just look powdery all the time? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just having like a flashback you know to like every time I've used this. I'm like, oh my God. But no. I also might be being... You know how you just like glom on to yes. like little things that probably no one else can notice in their with their eye like i think it might be that well i also oh here's a trick i if i have a middle part then i do it on the side part oh smart and if i have a side part i do it in the middle part that's you know what i mean and then you and then i i'm very um rigorous about like you know getting it in there and i try and i check like a couple times before i leave like okay it's all gone oh yeah you're not walking out with a powdery hand no you're good i feel like maybe though like my scalp might have uh, the scalp that's showing might look powdery but i don't know you know whatever if you're looking that closely at my scalp line i'm sorry for your life yeah that's too much yeah that's too (laughs) no boundaries (laughs) so those are my two hair things um and then i think you guys talked about this i also use the emergency um, vitamin C serum. That is my uh, my personal fave. And I was using a bunch of other ones before because I have a lot of um, dark spots um, from the sun. And this honestly works. Yeah. This is another Courtney Chisano recommendation. Yeah, that stuff. That is like more than I ever thought I would spend on a product. I know. So pricey. But you're like... But Dude. that shit works. Yeah, I and don't... Ugh. I realized that just last week because I, I usually always put concealer... like. If I really care, I put concealer on the dark spots. But today I was like, oh my God, I do not need to put concealer on. Or I don't mind it as much. Like it's now not as noticeable. Wow. So I do think it's been helping. And I, and Courtney's whole thing is put it on during the daytime. Yes. It's part of your morning routine. Because that, I don't know, the science again, the sun helps it. I don't know, but that's what I do too. <laughs> I put it on every morning. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid forties, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. 
Okay. Which is okay. I know. Visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. What is this kind of magical stick? Okay, you are, yeah, you're very well, curious. I'm this. very curious about that. And then also you have this thing with like a moon and a bridge on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What is that? Okay, this is Benefits Girl Meets Pearl. And it's just like, um, I don't know what they call it, liquid pearl for face. It's just Ooh. a highlighter, essentially. Is it a stick? It's, here, let me show oh, you. It's gosh, kind sorry. of interesting. All your products also very pretty, like aesthetically pleasing. I am shallow. and Oh, look at like, that. Yeah, so. Oh, fascinating. I'm drawn to. There's like a little things. screen. I don't know how to describe it's like this. Little, it's like a mesh how do you describe it? Like little holes and then you turn the thing on the bottom and it brings the product, the highlighter. Oh, that is so cool. Stuff uh -huh. up. I see it. And then you just put it right on. I honestly don't know if this application tool is like necessary for this to work, but whatever. Um, and my friend Morgan Matson, also why author introduced me to this. Cause like she always has such like She's got this like nice highlighty glow. I mean, she has amazing skin, but this stuff is just like a highlighter that with like a little pink tint. Pretty. So I only use it like for special occasions when I want to feel a little like girl kind of, meets like, pearl. Girly. So cute. Okay. So the tool that you're oh, yes, this very tool. excited about is precisely my brow pencil by Benefit. I feel like you might have had this last I time. I think I did. Because it looks almost like a silver arrow. Yeah. It looked like you could, it's like a weapon. Because it's like a pencil. It's a very fine pencil. And oh, it, wow. sorry, this one like broke off. So I actually am not using it right now. But on the other side is like the little brush tool. I brought all my eyebrow stuff because I feel like I finally figured out my eyebrow game. Oh, interesting. How did you get to that? Your <sighs> so eyebrows look long. great. Thank you. It's been a long journey. It's been a journey. <laughs> so a I've brow used, journey. But it's like a it's not easy and it's time consuming, but I'm like, this is the best combo for me. So 
I use the Benefit. It's all like rubbed off now, but the Gimme Brow. Oh, I've yes. Used, that's a famous one. I've used Boy Brow. I've used other brow things, but this is the best. I don't know if it's like the consistency of the actual makeup or that little tapered brush or whatever it is, the color. It's my favorite one. So I put that on first and I'm like, again, I used to be really like, um, just kind of like, I just use so little and I'm, and I would not really see a difference, but now I'm like, oh, if I'm more generous and I use a ton more makes all the difference. So my eyebrows are like blobs. So I just, I do that. To, <laughs> I do that for texture. So for the blob part, I have to actually draw them in. So I use the Anastasia duo brow shadow thing. What's it called? It's brow powder duo. And I think this is like, people use this a lot. Um, but I want to get That's my pretty. makeup professionally done at Nordstrom by one of their beauty specialists because I was going to be on TV for like a promo thing. And I was like, shoot, it was so early in the morning that I'd have to do my own makeup. And I just don't know how to wear a lot of makeup. And so she showed me all the products and she showed me how to do it. And she recommended this brow thing. Cause she's like, you should actually use a way lighter color for like filling in all the, you know? Yes. I just learned this like last year I've been buying like dark, dark brown and black for my eyebrows. I know. And I guess you're not supposed to, you're supposed to go lighter for your brows. And also that means for me with the lighter one, I can like go to town. Yeah. It's not. I'm not going to look all crazy right away. Um, so I use that. And then if I need to, if I need to fill in hairs and extend my brow, then I use the pencil. Okay. You could actually like fake little hairs with it, but I'm not that. It's a three-step, but this is a three-product <laughs> process. A three-product. Because I realized like, oh, my eyebrows really, um, I used to have bangs for so long. I didn't really pay attention to them, but I feel like the brows really can make or break my face. <laughs> Make or break my face. Okay. The other thing is this lash boost. The other, I have been obsessed with trying to make my eyelashes long. Okay. I think I talked about it last time I was with you and I had those magnetic lashes, but they didn't work out for me. That's right. I couldn't figure it out. So right now I have eyelash extensions because Ooh. I have all these events coming out to promote my book. And um, especially when I travel, I don't put on any eye makeup if I have these on. Once I'm done with my my like promo season, I don't want to wear them anymore. I want to try your tube mascara. Oh, I love that freaking tube mascara. Oh Although I will say, so I grabbed two, these two mascaras I've also been kind of rotating in. What is that purple one? It's so Tarte. Pretty. I believe I got this. It's Tarte Lights Camera Lashes. And I think I actually got this in a Fab Fit Fun Box, which was which is a sponsor. Um, And I wanted to try this because I think other people on the podcast have mentioned it, and it's great. And it's vegan. It matches your nails. It does match my current purple fingernails. And then this caution mascara by Hourglass, which I have to say was they sent it to us, is amazing. So and. I like the tubing mascara, but I have noticed like nothing for convenience of washing. The tubing mm-hmm. mascara is amazing. And I specifically like this L'Oreal tubing mascara, but nothing kind of compares that I found to like the true clumpy. Well, you have really nice eyelashes. I do like, have naturally long. My lashes. fake eyelashes are like to look like yours. Yes. I don't. <laughs> that's just some sort of genetic yeah. magic that has been passed down. I think from my dad. Yeah. Mm. So thank you to Jim. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim. But yeah, like I don't have any, so I want to try the tube stuff. It sounds interesting. It's nice in terms of get, removing it at the end of the day. Mm. There's none of that 
uh, what do they call it? Raccoon eye, I think is the term of just like, you know, when you take off your mascara and then it's like bleeding down your face. Mm. There's none of that. It comes off in weird little rubbery pieces. So strange. It's a very strange. <laughs> I didn't quite understand it until I did it. I well, like, well, I was also okay. using um, before my eyelash extensions when I was trying to figure out what else I wanted. I was using this like uh, fiber mascara. Have you heard of those? No. Um, it's a it's a two step. Like you put on like a clear mascara coat or regular mascara coat, and then the other end is um, or the other tube is a fiber. It looks like tiny little fibers. It's like furry and then you put it on and it like thickens and double you know and sometimes wow. it extends because it'll stick to the end it's a very messy process so i understand why people don't like it but i figured out how to do it so it's not so messy um i've never even heard of this yeah and then you put another coat of the mascara on top and then i just wait a little bit and i like blink on a tissue paper so that all the fibers because sometimes the fibers are like all over your face right. and you're like oh crap <laughs> but i also learned to do it first so that i could wash them off my face if you know oh that's I don't smart have makeup on my face um that stuff was great too but then i was like back on the um eyelash extension train it's a great train. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I like how it looks on you. It looks amazing. Thanks. I just realized I love what it does. It makes my face feel like, oh, like kind of awake and my eyes more open because I feel like part of my um, getting older, like not being unhappy with certain parts of my face is I feel like, oh, my eyes look so tired all the time. I also hear like whenever people talk about having the eyelash extensions, they're like, I don't need anything else. The eyelashes yeah. do everything for my whole face. Yes. You know, like the... You can just, you feel like you don't have to wear that much makeup. And I was wearing a cat eye, you know, liquid liner every day, which, you know, I like that look, but it kind of felt like a lot. And with the eyelashes, you're like, oh, it's like a little more subtle. Um, and also it's really, it seems kind of embarrassing to say it, but you just feel prettier. I don't think that's, you, you know, know, when you're I like, know what I you mean. I just feel like a, like a boost of prettiness when you have yeah. eyelashes, yeah. you know, there's something about it. Okay, so my final two things, and I this is solely because Kate, you and I have the same problem with lipstick. Oh God! And that we're both like not very great at it, slash we don't <laughs> like it, or we can't figure it out, right? And I always have bought what you've recommended, so just because oh, the Dior Glow is which amazing. I like, yeah. My God, my my recent one, it was brand new. I stuck, I accidentally put it in the laundry. No, oh no, I'm oh being, no, no, no. I'm being so stubborn and still using it, but it's like totally a mess. <laughs> Did it kind of melt it and melted. there's like clumps of tissue yeah, in it? and then like when you put it on it, like it's uh, chunky, but I'm like spreading it with my finger. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Oh my gosh. I know that feeling where you just are like, this product is totally destroyed. Yeah. Like when a chunk of lipstick falls off and I just like smush it back on and try to make it work. Oh boy. You know, it's not, it's not cheap. So I was like, I, I want to keep it. Um, okay. So when I got that professional makeover, I told the lady, here's my beef with lipstick i suck at it my lips get dried out so quickly yeah me too. I and i think i mess around with my mouth too much it like rubs off um and i also just feel like the preciseness required for really like a bold lip is just i can never achieve it like it always looks so messy and she was like oh my god i have the product for you and it's it's this is like the priciest lipstick thing i've ever bought sisley paris Ooh. and it's called the phyto lip twist and it's like a stick Ooh, it's number highly one. pigmented right it's not like um sheer and it's it's essentially it's supposed to be like a lip repair balm but with like the color of like a lip like a lipstick and 
there's so much room. It's like very forgiving, you know, even though it's like a actual color, like a lipstick, like I don't feel like I'm messing it up. Like you can put it on really easily, like in the car, all fast and it lasts and it's so moisturizing. So Kate, I think you should try this. You can try mine. It's like almost brand new. Oh my gosh. And she had told me like, you're going to come back and want to buy all the other colors. And it's true. I'm just going to put this gently on my hand here. Oh, it's so pretty. It's really pretty. And, and it's it like light. I thought it was going to be like very thick and dry. It's so, mm-hmm. so, it's like putting moisturizer on. It is. And so I layer it on. I put like two, three layers and I it's, love it. And it stays. Okay. So you said this is the most expensive lip thing you've bought. Do you know yeah. the price of it? I think it's $50. $50. For me, that's expensive. I don't, that's I just. That's expensive for me too. Yeah. Makeup is actually kind of a new thing for me. So. Yeah, I fifty dollars kind of like, is shoes. Like I, yes. I, I also do this thing where I start doing the equating of yes. how much things other things cost. I might have to try that. It's on roughly the thirty-five tacos. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not as delicious, but it makes your mouth look amazing. Yeah. Th- that color is gorgeous, and finding a lip color that hydrates or doesn't just feel like I've just put like sand all over my yes. mouth. And I don't really love like a super matte look either. No, so. I don't either. This is, this is, if you, if people are into matte, this is not matte, but it's not glossy. It's not like crazy glossy either. It's just like this. Honestly, like for me, perfect. It's Sisley. Can you say the name of it again? Okay. Sisley Phyto Lip Twist. And I got number 15. Okay. I think the color is also called Nut, which is cute. That is cute. It's kind of like a um, pinky dark nude. Okay. And then the final thing is Sephora over the summer was having, they had this like collection of cheapo lipsticks. I think this is like five bucks. What? And um, they're in this cardboard container. It looks like almost a tampon, right? I'm not opposed to a tampon <laughs> lipstick. So I think the cardboard container is what helped keep the price point down. Okay. Um, and <gasps> yeah, so that is a very moisturizing lipstick. And it's I really so liked pretty. it. The color is so pretty. It's a pretty color, but I also, I bought like two of them an orangey red, which I don't usually wear, but my friend convinced me like, if you don't like red lipsticks, try an orangey red. And I love, I love them. This. And it's a creamy and it's not too matte. Do you again. know, I know you're not a Sephora sales representative. Do you know if they still sell these? No, I don't. I know it was like a summer special. Maybe they have it on their website. We'll have to look. I yeah. wonder what color this is. I'm so blind. I can't, can't read Oh, it. hashtag lip stories is what it says on here. Okay. I'm not sure. So maybe it's called a lip story. So that specific color is spring break. Oh, that's so cute. It's also pretty. It's all, there's like an aesthetically satisfying yeah, non-lipsticky like a little, vibe to it. Yeah, it has a little beach scene on the cardboard. Um, so anyways, those are two lipsticks for people who don't like lipsticks. That's me. Well, Maureen, this has been <laughs> an educational experience. I've got a lot of stuff. It's great. I love it. I, I think it's time for us to wrap up. Yay. I mean, I'm not yaying the wrapping up. <laughs> I'm sad to wrap up. You're but yang I'm that you yang that did it. it was a success and we did it. Yeah. We now normally when it's Dory and I, we set an intention for the week. Ooh. Do you have an intention that you're focused on as you embark on this on this week of your life, especially yes. as you're beginning this new phase of bringing a book out into the world? My big intention is to combat the anxiety that I am feeling right now, as we discussed, because of my book coming out. Um, or because just because, because that's what happens with anxiety. Sometimes you just have it when everything's going fine. Um, so I think what's been bad for me is my phone 
I know oh, you talk about this a lot. Yes. Um, because I have the excuse of like, I got to be on top of social media to like promote, like literally my life is 75% social media right now, but I need to turn that off. So I am trying to be away from my phone and like physically, and that's been helping. And then also definitely at nighttime, like putting it away. So I've been, it's still in my room, but it's like on my dresser far away from my bed. <sighs> so that's, that's my big intention. That's a tough one. That's it's one really I struggle with hard. every day. I'm like, can just read a book before bed. And it's so much, it makes me so much less anxious and helps me sleep better. So mine is also anxiety related. I mean, big, big shocker. I'm, I'm just trying to, um, not judge my anxiety. It's still going on. I figure it'll probably keep going through the week and it'll it'll taper off. So while it's happening, I just want to like be aware of it, notice it, but not then inflict like the cycle of judgment on myself for having it. Right. So I'm going to see how that goes. It's like a general and a general intention. Yeah. I mean, I, cause anxiety is a life it's, it's, I don't want to call it a chronic illness, but it's something I know I'm going to have forever. So learning to coexist with it in a way where I'm without judgment, I think is, is a good next step for me. Yeah, I agree. Anxiety is not fun. It's not fun, but it's part of, it's 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 part of who we are. Someone that's always here. Yeah, it is. It's mm-hmm. a little, it's like a friend or an enemy. And yeah. mostly it's just an enemy. Or, We're supposed to think of it as a neutral person. Yeah. It's just like a presence that's here and we just acknowledge. Like a person who you just pass walking on the street with their dog. Right. Yeah. Right. Not anybody good or bad. Well, Maureen, before we say goodbye, can you let our listeners know all the best places on social media and the internet to find you, even if you aren't responding immediately because you're taking a break from your phone? Well, sadly, I will respond to you <laughs> immediately. <laughs> That's part of my um, part of my promo is like I try to be very present in my social media leading up to my book release. But um, yes, I will. As you know, I'm living there right now, so you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Maureen Goo, and my website MaureenGoo.com, and pretty much all the info is there. And your new book is somewhere only we know, which you can get at any bookseller possible. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to now read our end of the forever 35 things. Okay. Oh, so honored to be here. We're thrilled to have you thrilled to have you back regardless, but thank you for taking on the extra duty of being my partner through this. Cause that's a challenge. I hope I did Dory justice. You did. I'm sure she would be very <laughs> pleased. Uh, friends, if you want to call in and leave us a voicemail, our number is 781-591-0390. You can email us at forever 35 podcast at gmail.com. As you know, we have our Facebook group. Uh, it is forever 35 podcast and we have so many spinoffs and the password is serums. If you would like to join people there, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple podcasts, tell a friend or mention us on social media and a friendly reminder that all the products Maureen just mentioned and all guests have mentioned are always on our website at forever35podcast.com. You can follow us on Instagram at forever35podcast and on Twitter at forever35pod. And of course, Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Dora Shafrir and Kate Spencer and produced and edited by Sammy Junio. And Lane Hammer is our fearless assistant. Thank you all. Have a great week. <laughs>